Hey everybody, welcome back to Simply Soccer. I'm your host, Michelle Hutink, and my co-host, Christian Conway. Happy, happy Tuesday, everyone. Yes, happy Tuesday, and it's already kind of a hectic week. We're coming at you between our adult scheduling. <laughs> <laughs> well, we do what we can. Yes, absolutely. And, well, okay, I'm going to preface this with listen to our last episode, too, because it's still relevant. Um the update is that we lost to the Seattle Sounders, and I'm not surprised. The Actually, the surprise that got me was Legette's sexy goal, because that was that was good soccer. I mean, when you cross the ball 34 times, it's going to work at least once, right? Like, I mean, you, <laughs> this was probably one of the, this was one of the most apathetic performances I think I've seen the Galaxy turn in, in in two or three years, where it just, I mean... They looked lethargic. They looked lost. They looked disjointed. They looked, you know, all sorts of just generally adjectives Outplayed. that I don't. Yeah, <laughs> they they looked like a ton of adjectives that you don't want to associate with a successful team. Like, I mean, they just they they lacked ideas. They lacked kind of any kind of any kind of forward thrust. It was just it was it was at times just a slog to watch. I think for this Galaxy team. I mean, it really the fact that it was only three one. I think Jordan Morris hit a. Uh off the post and I was just like the, the post is our is our I want to say extra man but you feel like Chicharito is a ghost on the pitch and this is not all on him but you know you feel like the defense once again is struggling and you know and you feel like your post is is taking up a man <laughs> well the thing is also I mean you know I, I think you know the, the, the four games that the Galaxy won in a row you know, they didn't do what the Galaxy are doing now, which is the Galaxy are playing a suicidally high line in defense. And it's just, I mean, you saw it. I mean, Rolf Felcher got burned three or four times over the top mm-hmm. on on simple passes that if, you know, if he's playing a little bit deeper, he doesn't get burned on. But, you know, Shaloto's system demands that the wingbacks are, you know, aggressively high. And it's like, <clears throat> excuse me, um, like the Galaxy don't have the players and they don't have the tactical analysis right now to play high line defensive, you know, high pressure soccer and they just don't have it right now and it's like it's, it's frustrating to see them kind of bash their head against the proverbial wall so to speak trying to play a style of soccer that they just don't possess you know and it, it's it's difficult to watch but I, you know it, I hope Shaloto kind of realizes like oh I can't you know I hope he goes back to that kind of the four games they went in a row you know the Galaxy aren't they I wouldn't call them flashy I wouldn't call them you know they weren't the prettiest team in the league but they got the job done because they, you know, they went back to basics and the, the Galaxy did the basics very well. Like, this is a team that needs to to kind of go back to that again and, and, and to go back to the basics and to, to you know, play a simple, you know, f- two blocks of four defensively kind of thing. You know, like, they, they can't get intricate. They just, you know, it, it, it looks like they just don't have either the personnel or the coaching ability right now to, to do that. Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying, too, is like, okay... When the, during the winning streak, we must have played teams that were just worse than us. Um, we're, I mean, I don't want to take away the fact that when we did look good, though, and did play a full 90, because th- that's still running, that's still gameplay. Um, you know, the Sounders are just a better team. Um, they were able to just spread the Galaxy apart from the midfield out, and and they capitalized on the, any little mistake the Galaxy made. You know, it's good to expose all of these problems. There are also problems that if you've been following, you know, you know that Rolf Felcher is not a strong player. You know that when, you know, um, the the Galaxy did have a, a chemistry going and then 
it, it seemed to change up and we just kind of feel like, oh, Yoni Gonzalez is going to come in and in a way, you know, you have two sides of the coin. Some people say, like, is he even worth it at this point? And then other people say, um, you know, we're super excited for it and let's and let's see what's going to happen. I... I'm I'm in between both. Um, I don't think you can put it all on one player, but I also think, um, I think that he can he can only help. I feel. Yeah. <laughs> can we, no, I mean, can we really play worse? <laughs> well, you know, I, at this point, you know, it's kind of it, it. It feels like a bandaid over a larger wound. I mean, I, I don't think this the problem in this team is the attack. I, I you know, Yoni Gonzalez from at least the footage I've seen, you know, he'll be a good addition. I mean, he looks like if if, if he can hit the ground running. Um, is is the big question there? But you know, it, it it I don't think this is Chicharito's fault. I think Chicharito is an easy scapegoat for a team that defensively, shape wise, is a mess when the ball comes over in transition. I mean, you know, they were pinging simple long balls over the top, and it was like, you know, a center back would be really confused, or a right back, or you know, role for Inswa would be just really confused as about how to how to play defense. And I mean, kind of the book on how to play the Galaxy in twenty twenty is get defenders into one-on-one situations because they're going to look like they're on skates because they just don't have the confidence to defend one-on-one and you'll be able to beat them with very simple passing over the top or or a simple long ball through the center of, of the midfield. Like it's, I think we're looking at the wrong thing here when we talk about what the problems with this Galaxy team. Sure, Chicharito hasn't scored yet. And sure, that's a bit of a concern. And, mm-hmm. you know, but again, you know, this is a weird year, a weird league. And, you know, I, I there's some things that you can explain away why Chicharito isn't scoring. I mean, you get a team that crosses the ball 34 times. When has Chicharito ever been a good header of the ball in his career? Like, I mean, never. Um, yeah. And you're asking him to overextend as well. Yeah. Cause he is like five foot seven or five foot eight and you know, something like that. So um, no, I'm not putting this all on Chicharito. We do have higher expectations, but again, if you're not feeding the ball correctly to him, which is so interesting to me because, you know, the complaint was we were playing Zlatan ball, but but the ball isn't getting fed to him. And then I, and so what did stand out to me against the Sounders, because I feel like this is other than Colorado was one of the first real challenges that, that we were faced with. And, you know, what I saw in this game was, okay, first of all, Joe Corona, Joe Corona trying to create something, um, maintaining possession on the ball, uh, taking on those one-on-ones, but then getting caught, getting caught and, him and Efrain Alvarez. Um, Pavone was running by himself at one point straight through um, the Sounders. And because he's Pavone, he can do it. He cre- can create something. And I'm glad when he's, in that case, being a little selfish and, and taking the shot. When, you know, you see, you know, Efrain not taking a shot or you see, like, other guys kind of back passing and you wish that they wouldn't do that. And But when you're, but when I'm seeing us in white and you just see them, you know, one solitary white galaxy player n- no other teammates around him and it's just green that's all i saw like literally surrounding if it was corona if it was Efrain, if it was pavon um you know yeah and, you just see I mean, a wall of green I, the thing about it is also i mean if, if you're if if a team is so effective at neutralizing your midfield that joe corona is your attacking is is, is mm-hmm. your creative midfielder which he has never done in his career um and that, that's not a, a slight to Joe Corona. It's just he's never been deployed as a number 10. That's not kind of what he's really good at. Um, you know, he's he's much better as like kind of the number eight, you know, box to box kind of hardworking guy. If Joe Corona is kind of, if you're in a phase of the game where, okay, Joe Corona is probably our best option to create something out of midfield, that's a problem. 
Um, mm-hmm. You know, especially considering you have legit, you can go to the bench and bring on Efron Alvarez. And this game improves when Efron Alvarez comes onto the field. Like it, it did look Absolutely. like he, he fresh he, legs. And then he looked like he just he looked like he wasn't afraid to take on a player. And like that's what's frustrating about this Galaxy team is when you, you referencing you know them them passing it back and and trying to recycle the the ball. It's like I wish they felt like they had more liberty to take on a guy one on one and try to beat him on the dribble rather than like kind of just getting these really repetitive passing patterns out to the wings and then crossing the ball 34 times in the game. You know, like it's, it just, you know, it, it's, it's completely disjointed on the defense and it just looks stale on the offense. And that's, you know, that, that's a concern. And, and, and I know I want to, I've, I've said, you know, I think Charlotte has a longer leash than I think a lot of people uh, think, but I mean, they've got to start having discussions about, you know, well, if this continues, you know, then it would be difficult for me to see Charlotte survive the season. Um, But, you know, again, it's, what roster has he been given? Like, I mean, this roster, I think, is just fundamentally broken. I think there's just, you know, it, they're good in the attack in, in attacking midfield, but they're, you know, wing back depth, not really existent. You know, center back depth, not really existent. You know, like, defensive midfielder depth, not really existent. Like, it just feels fundamentally imbalanced and broken. And I don't know if a change in coach or a change, like, I think the change has to come much higher than Dennis DeClosa. And I, and, and, you know, I, I just feel like th- this is a fundamentally broken roster and a fundamentally broken club right now. Well, and I remember when we had um, Anolfo and then we got, I believe it was Siggy again. Um, you know, you were first thinking, I mean, obviously that was a, a good move, but at the same time, we didn't play too much better after that. So to just dump your coach is once again, resetting, quote unquote, the process, resetting, um, you know, putting us back at square one, like changing the coach doesn't mean that we start winning again. Doesn't mean we start, um, right away. How that said, I do think that we as a club have to make the statement and you've seen other clubs like Atlanta, like, um, the Red Bulls fire their coaches when they're not getting the results that they want. Then, I mean, that's, that's something has to be done here. And if that's the move to make, then like move it, do it. Well, then, and I think with with Atlanta at least, you know, it did feel like. But see, I don't think I view the Atlanta situation as a, as a perfect comparison to what's going on with the Galaxy because I think Atlanta, at least structurally above Frank De Boer, has some level had some level of, and I think still does have some level of organizational stability, some kind of vision, some kind of idea of how they want to move the club forward. You know, and and, and I mean Frank De Boer lost the locker room pretty aggressive aggressively in Atlanta, and that's why he had to be fired. Um, I just think with the galaxy, the problem stems much higher in the organization. It stems around the, the president's office. You know, it stems, it stems around you know, director of sporting operations stuff like that. It it comes sure. from positions that, you know, yes, Chris Klein hires in Dennis DeClosa, and yes, that's a very good hiring. But you've got to give him the tools to be successful. And it just feels like between Chiloto and DeClosa, and even you know, 2017 under with Curtin Alfo and with Siggy. Last year, they they weren't really given the tools to be successful. Like, yes, Lots of Ibrahimovic was a fantastic signing, and yes, it really worked out well. But as it could with the fact, yeah, you know, with, he, with with the, the rest of that, and that he had, yeah, you know, like making the playoffs at one time was, yeah, like, was the was, you know the epitome that, of the could, best of the the that year. Anyway, go ahead. You could argue that they didn't even get the most they could have gotten out of Lots of Ibrahimovic by surrounding with uh, a team that I also agree with that felt more cohesive. Like it, it just does doesn't feel like they're recruiting in players that make that it doesn't feel like they're recruiting in players that 
are building towards a cohesive defined ideology of this is the galaxy. This is what we do. And like, that's the concern for me is that it does just feel so disjointed because it doesn't, it, it feels like there's so many separate parts that it just doesn't, it never feels like it will ever be able to come together. Yeah. I I mean, I, I do think it eventually will come together again. You just, this is, these are the cards that you're dealt with, right? So how are you going to play? Um, that's, that's my feeling. If, if, if taking out Escaloto is going to make, but then who, first of all, who do we get in there? First of all, um, I mean, you know, that's you one, can, that's one play is what I'm saying. It's yeah, one and, and you can find a good coach anywhere in the world. You know, you just have to look hard enough. Like, I mean, there, there are thousands upon thousands of good coaches out there in the world. I mean, that finding a replacement for Shaletta wouldn't be a problem. It's my, my, my point is, well, that replacement's going to need time to bring in the players that he thinks are best for his system. Right. It's going to take time for him to implement that system. You know, like there are things where it's like, it doesn't feel like, the galaxy are committed to allowing a coach to kind of take two, three years and say, all right, you know, it's going to take time to build this. Like it, it does feel like there's external pressure to be like, all right, we're just going to give you a lot of really talented players and make it work. And it's like, that's not how the most successful clubs in the world operate, you know, outside of maybe, you know, like PSG or Real Madrid, but you know, like those are very, and even then, you know, they, they, they do seem to have some defined club ideology at some level, you know, it doesn't feel like there's an ideology that's defined for the LA Galaxy right now. And you saw it writ large in Seattle where just it looked, they just looked confused about what to do. And it's like, mm-hmm. they need, I, th- I just, I think this entire organization just needs a cultural reset. Just, you know, like fire a couple of people, just like, just reset the club, you know, like, and you know, I, I'd hate to, to receive it, but you know, send a letter to the fans and be like, look, the next three years are going to be really freaking hard, but we mm-hmm. need to do this in order to get ourselves to the point where we're competing like we used to for MLS Cup. You know, like, this is going to go backwards before it goes forwards, I think. Mm-hmm. You know, and like, mm-hmm. we're going to have to all kind of accept the fact that that's probably going to happen. Yeah, I, I hear all of that, too. My frustration comes from when Escaloto and Teclose got in. We knew that Klein and, and whoever else um, was, you know, it wasn't ideal, it wasn't perfect either. But we're like, okay, here they are, Escaloto, Teclose, they they made promises of, of the guys that they were going to bring in, right? Um, and we trusted them with that. I mean, I, I just, there's just so many things of why I feel like, first of all, it comes from the coaching. So, the lack of creativity, all this passing, the um, um, crossing and and whatnot, I, um, I, I feel like that comes from the coach. Um, that the players have this kind of disheartened, you know, lack of effort on their parts, lack of heart, lack of spirit, um, you know, other than Pavone, who's just doing Pavone things, Legit, who's, who's still showing up, you know, thankfully. Um, he is he is showing that heart that fight. I just you know don't know how long the other contracts are as far as like Felcher and Steras. But you know again, sure these aren't Escalotos guys, but they're veterans of the team. Like I just expect better. And you just see, um, for example, even when the Galaxy are playing, and they look like they're waiting for the whistle to be called. Like they're looking for for like this is. I, they literally said this in the commentary as I'm watching the game. Like, you 
you know, you learn as a youth, you know, when you're 12 years old, you play until you hear the whistle. You don't like stop and wave your arms and hope that there's going to be a call made. You know, that's that's not going to happen. And so it, it was just really, really basic mistakes. You you feel like you're watching a club that isn't to the caliber of professional of a professional level. And that's what I want the Galaxy to be able to get to. I want them to be able to compete in higher levels. If they can't take on teams like Real Salt Lake and we're taking we're taking on San Jose next again. Um and you know that they're going to show up for games like LAFC, which LAFC is still broken. They lost to San Jose. Um you know, you you just you're you're there's just so many things in you as a fan you know, as as a real fan, as a true fan, you're going to continue watching. You're going to, it's painful, <laughs> right? And, and maybe as sports lovers, we're masochists in some way, but you know, you, you're just, you're just at a loss because you feel like you're sitting there and you can see what's wrong with the team. So why can't the coach, why can't, you know, the players see that, I don't know, like Felcher needs to cut off his man bun. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like it's getting in the way of plays now. Um, it's, that it's, David it's, Bingham is should be better in goal, you know? Like, why do I feel like I'm not even watching an AYSO team? Because, because there are there are moments in this Seattle game where I, I agree with you. It is basic stuff that you learn when you're in junior training. Like, I mean, there's some plays where, you know, I, Rolf gets killed on a, on a counterattack. I'm like, yeah, but you should know Jordan Morris is going to be running into that space. Like, these are, mm-hmm. these are basic things that they teach you at the youngest levels. Like, I mean, it's like knowing where your man is at all times. Like, knowing, you know, like, Again, playing to the whistle, stuff like that. It's like, this is basic stuff. It, it does just feel like institutionally, as I've said earlier, like it just feels institutionally that this team is just incredibly broken and, you know, doesn't, you know, they're going to have to have a massive reset in the offseason. I think there's no question about that. I think there's certain contracts on this, on the books that need to go in order for, for Teclosa and, and to maybe a lesser extent, Shaloto to, to, to build what they, they were brought in to build. It, it does feel like, you know, they came in with these 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 grand ideas, and, and and they talked about them, and it feels like they're being stymied and prevented from really getting the opportunity to 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 you know like implement those ideas. You know, it does feel like mm-hmm. it's just it's they're they're like they they were told, oh, you can do whatever you want, and then they're like, oh yeah, but we're not going to give you the resources, we're not going to put in the effort, we're not going to as an institution really support you in getting that stuff done and it like it does feel like you know i mean yoni gonzalez in on loan is kind of like a yeah i mean cool good you know that's that's all well and good but you know you know like it just does feel like they're not getting any kind of support in a way that they need it like this club has it, it feels like this club at you know a couple of different levels are pulling trying to trying to row the boat in different directions right like it does feel like we're all in a canoe together and one side of the boat's rowing one way and the other side of the boat's rowing the other way. Like it, it, it just feels like there isn't, it doesn't feel like the club at any level is unified in like, in, in mm-hmm. a way forward. And it just, and that's frustrating as a fan because it, it, it we get performances like we got against Seattle on uh, Sunday night. Like mm-hmm. it, it just, it feels like there's no clear ideology and plan and anything really, <laughs> you know, like it, it just feels like, okay, we're going to go out and play today, and I guess that's that's that. You know, it, it just, you know, like, occasionally, you know, you'll get a good game, but, like, you know, okay, we're going out and play today, and, like, rather than being like, all right, we're building to something. 
Yeah, um, I'm just looking at my quote sheet. At, at least Escaloso didn't start with "We played well," but maybe they just edited that part out. But <laughs> you know, um, I mean, look, this has to, like you said about a scapegoat as far as Chicharito goes. But I mean, the blame the blame has to be put on somebody, and it's going to be put on the coach, and it's going to be put on Chicharito, and um. You know, it, it's just, I always try to to have hope. I always say, okay, I'm going to support my team no matter what. Um, but as a fan, you do start to wonder, well, like when you, on, on a terrible game against Seattle, and then you get a message about how you can select a seat for the 2021 season, you're just like, you're not convincing me that I should be spending money, first of all. And second of all, um, money talks. I mean, what, what? does this league need um and and also this this club what do they need to be able to to say that we're not satisfied with this you know i think i think it's going to take a, a large portion of this fan base to say you know like look we're not renewing season tickets you know stuff like that but like again they're 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 not stupid in terms of the player acquisition they know chicharito is going to to fill seats like He's still mm-hmm. Chicharito. Like, he's still, sell jerseys. Yeah, yeah. Still relatively well revered. You know, like it, it just it, again, it does it does feel like organizationally there needs to be a, a larger change than firing a GM and, and a head coach. It does feel like, you know, Chris Klein might have like probably has to go. And you know, I I I, I He's I, had I, to go. But he's had to go since <laughs> 2017. 2017. The fact that he wasn't released after the 2017 season was I think when we started to to begin this, this, this kind of downward trend of just, you know, we're a talented collection of individuals, but we're not a team. Um, you know, and, and I mentioned it after Orlando and I, and, you know, I don't want to go there fully again, but, you know, maybe it's time for different ownership of the club. I mean, AEG has kind of been a little bit of a, an absentee father to the club. You know, maybe, you know, they need someone who's as an owner going to be invested every day and ensuring that the club is at the highest level possible, you know, and, and, you know, that's probably a longer discussion for a, a different day, but mm-hmm. it, it just does feel like there needs to be something bigger than just firing a head coach in order for like this to feel like, okay, we, we're moving on, you know? Sure. Sure. I just realistically like even seeing um, Klinsman in goal. Like I, I knew that we weren't going to, you still had being him against the Sounders. you know what I mean? And so I'm not, I'm just not sure if that's, to me, it does come down on the coach just because, okay, I took him off the hot seat when we had that four-game winning streak. But then when you're just looking at everything collectively, you're, you're, you can't help but keep thinking about the images of Escaloto rubbing his face. And, you know, we have Chicharito for the next three years. I'm willing to embrace the dude. I even thought sub in wild because at least that's somebody that you know is gonna gonna feed the ball to Chicharito the way he needs it. You know what I mean? But it's just like then you have these questionable subs. You have um, you know, that we keep asking where's Dunbar? Like that to me is all es- on Escaloto. Yeah, and, and I think there's definite questions around the way that Shaloto manages a game and substitution patterns and, and so on and so forth. Um, you know, I I, I do think <clears throat> they did run into a very good Seattle team. Like I think I think we have to give Seattle credit that they've took their chances on the night, probably should have scored two or three we're, more goals. I was going to say, we're lucky it's not another 5-0 game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, you know, I, I think 
you know, there are legitimate questions around Shildoto and the way that he operates in a game. And, and I mean, again, you know, like it does feel like tactically he, if he's struggling in a game, he doesn't really know what else to do. It's always like, okay, you know, I'm, I'm getting out coached here. I'm losing the midfield, whatever. All right, let's cross the ball 30 times. And let's hope that works. Like it's, mm-hmm. it does feel, uh, it it feels basic and 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 you mentioned earlier like AYSO level stuff that just feels like an AYSO level coaching tactic to me like just okay we can't get through the center midfield let's cross the ball 30 times you know like that just feels it feels so simple to me that like you know I want this you know like you want to see like 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 a Brian Schmetzer who can tactically flip his team halfway through a game and completely stump a team like you you want that and well the other thing since you're mentioning Schmetzer it's like Seattle is just organized I just want to see the Galaxy organized yeah i mean they again it looks like they're working towards a common you know ideology like this galaxy team doesn't have that like it, on paper it's a decent collection of individuals but there there doesn't seem to be an ideology on the field of this is what we do like and that's, yeah, i'm mad that's i'm mad and i'm jealous of the sounders like it's and it makes me mad that i'm jealous of them do you know what i mean <laughs> oh, no question. like I, you I, know what kind of team they are and and we knew that 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 seeing it against them you knew like honestly like we were hoping for a draw but like because because even seattle seemed a little tired you know um that's just the fatigue of travel and and also playing and and i and i i wanted to see to look back and see that too because there were times when we did best seattle we did get possession um i don't even want to say that there were holes because that um i just want to know what the galaxy were able to do well when they did it against the Sounders because and and why like why do they keep reverting back to these like crosses and like lackluster things or like why isn't there anybody there in or there's three Galaxy players standing in the box and nobody's moving like there's just so many different things that they just like you know like that that ball to legit and of course um it's an assist from Pavon and and also Felcher according to the notes and you 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 see those the name Pavon and you're like of course he's going to feed the right ball to Legit right but at the same time when you get a really good goal like that you're just like I'm glad that they wake up like in the second half and and like late in the game but it's like too little too late it 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 does you know I don't know how to explain it, but it does just feel like, you know, like how, how, how can Shiloto, like, you know, I want to manager, you know, you, you hope that your manager is studying other managers throughout the world and like what they're doing and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it just, it doesn't feel like Shiloto's learned anything. Like it just feels like. Right. Which is why then that's when I say like, well, then he needs to go because I don't see anything changing. He he needs, he needs to evolve and he needs to learn. And it's like, Mm -hmm this is basic stuff that you're supposed to do as a manager. And like, what's so perplexing to me is like, you watch his, Argent- his teams in Argentina, his Boca teams, they were tactically pretty good. Like they were actually pretty smart. They, they had some kind of level of ideology. They kind of knew exactly what they wanted to do. And like here, it, it just feels like that all was taken away from him. And that's why, it, you know, it kind of this, I, I've been so perplexed by this whole entire kind of complete sea change in, in terms of the way that Shiloto coaches. And I'm thinking like, that's what, that's why I think this problem is much bigger than Shiloto and Ciclosa. Like, I think he was plugged into, you know, Boca, which always has a very clear idea of what it is, of what it wants to be, of what it wants to do. You know, he's now plugged into an organization that is that is in turmoil, that doesn't have a clear idea of what it wants to be. And, you know, that's kind of in between two minds about, you know, 
for the galaxy. We buy, we bring in the great European stars and, you know, you know, we dazzle you on the field with that. Or mm-hmm. are we a team that brings in Academy kids and basically models ourselves a la like Dallas where it's like, we make most of our business selling really exciting, talented 18, 19 year olds to Europe. Like it does feel like they're kind of, you know, they're pulling between different ideologies of how they want to run the club. And it's like, they're kind of throwing darts at the dartboard, hoping something will stick. And it's like, no, you have to commit to something for at least two or three years mm-hmm. in order for this to work. Like you, Rome wasn't built in a day. And it just feels like the galaxy as an organization are kind of hoping like, all right, tomorrow we're going to wake up and it, everything's going to make sense and it's going to be great. And it's like, that's not how this works. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, when you're saying that too, that's why I, I'm just thinking like, okay, to close is there because, because of the development for the youth. Right. Um, then if we're doing that, like you're saying, then that's why you got to give, okay. So Efrain Alvarez is getting his part. Oh, it was really good to see Traore back by the way. Oh, I know that was, I was actually, when I saw that, uh, when I saw that substitution, I was like, oh yeah, that's right. Like, and when he good. came in too, like you were like, good job. Yeah, no, he, he <laughs> you know, um, but then, but then you're asking for Cameron Dunbar and, and you know, so I don't, I don't want to do, let's say, like a complete overhaul uh, if we're going to do the youth development, right? Because Declose is really good um, for that. Okay. So that's why then I'm saying then, then Escaloto is the one that has to move on out because, yes, as, as well as he did with Boca Juniors, uh, the argument and what I'd seen from fans saying is like, look, they were eager to get rid of him too. Um, I think Escaloto two, three years ago is maybe who we wanted. And this is not who we have now, you know? So um, same thing with Chicharito. Chicharito two or three years ago was probably a better player than he is now. You know? Oh yeah, there's no. Qu- I mean, there's no question. Sasha Kleshin. Sasha Kleshin was another one that you're just like now he's on the wrong side of thirty. Like you know, just but some see, of the moves are just late. Well, Sasha to me makes sense just because kind of MLS thrives on having savvy veterans in the locker room, and I, I kind of like the idea of Sasha Kleshin, who's you know. He's a quiet guy, but he's, he's you know, uh, everyone that I, 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 I have heard talk about him indicates what, what a good leader he is. And I if you're going to have that. a lot of, yeah. if you're going to have a lot of young guys in the locker room, you want guys that are going to be leaders off the field for them, you know, but it, the thing is, I think for me also that the, the most troubling thing is it doesn't really feel like there's a leader on the field. Like we have someone wearing the captain's armband, but you know, yeah. Jonah isn't necessarily a really vocal, like in your face kind of leader. He's not a guy that's like trying to think of like, you know, but you, you know, you've seen other teams where it's like they have these very vocal captains on the field that are clearly marshalling the team. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't feel like the Galaxy Which just sound anyone. like Bingham was the one yelling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? <it's> like, <laughs> it feels like there's no one that has stepped up and said, you know what? All right. I need to be the vocal leader. Like, I need to be the guy that's marshalling this team on the field. And I, I think if just someone would do that, I think we'd see a market. Like, you know, I think it would, you know, make a market improvement, you know, to this team just something as simple as that it it does feel like the fixes that this galaxy team could take in order to be you know even you know one or two times better simple things that i i just am perplexed as to why yeah we as an organization haven't done anything about that you know yeah and i agree with that so well we face san jose um again uh on saturday so again they have like a almost a week between games. Um, hopefully they've gotten some rest by then. Um, San Jose somehow beat LAFC. Um, and then the last time we faced San Jose, we drew. And it was just such a dull game that I'm I'm concerned that it's going to be a snooze fest and or the Galaxy are actually going to fall to San Jose. And, uh, you know, I mean, at this point... Well- 
I think I think the the safe assumption, so to speak, is that the Galaxy are going to lose this game. But you know, San Jose. I hate that. So, well, yeah, but, but San Jose is kind of there for the taking. I mean, they beat LAFC. It wasn't an impressive performance. I will say that. I think both teams kind of were a little lethargic on the night. Um, LAFC has problems, um, but I think both teams just looked a little a little off the pace, and and it was kind of one of those one of those weird MLS games where it's like, okay, you know, like this kind of defies common logic. Um, which I mean, it happens in every league. <laughs> it's MLS. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I'm just know, saying it's frustrating. It's frustrating to have to face that team. Yeah, and it's frustrating in a way, in knowing. I mean, just they they need something. They just they need to get out of the slump as quickly as possible because this is this is a slump where some of the traits that we're seeing in this slump for the Galaxy are destructive traits to a successful season. I mean, they need points. They you know they need, especially in a year where more than half the teams in the Western Conference are going to make the playoffs. If they do not make the playoffs, it's going to be an indictment on this team in a very big way. So they need to start getting points very quickly. And I think, yes. you know, out of all the teams you'd want to see kind of after the Seattle performance and after the two performances before it, if I had to pick one team, I'd pick San Jose. Because San Jose just can go out there and concede seven goals. And, you know, but you know, it's a really good team-building activity, going and beating San Jose to the tune of, like, 8-0. No. You know, like, that, that, that's yeah. how you get back your head back in the game. Yeah, so. but I also don't want the galaxy to come away with a win against a lackluster performance, you know, and, yeah, and a team. A, a win's a win. Like it's a three points is three points. And, and yeah, I'd almost argue that it, it doesn't matter stylistically how they get it now. Like, you know, maybe in other time and, you know, in other situations, yes, I agree with you that it, having a, a stylish three points is, is what we want to see. But right now it's, it's just, I want to see them win. Like they just need three points. And I, I think, you pulled the galaxy locker room. They wouldn't care how it comes. Like they just need it. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So we'll have to see what we get, um, against San Jose and, uh, yeah, we'll be coming back at you. So thanks so much for listening. Yeah. Like follow, subscribe, and we'll come back. See ya.